Hello and welcome back to Mama Roslyn's, a place where all are welcomed. Sit back, relax, and stay for a while. Each Tuesday, I will share with you a different story or two. The stories that I'll be sharing are my interpretations of some of my favorite stories. Today, I will be sharing one of my favorite Native American tales. It's the Cheyenne legend of the Quillwork girl and her seven brothers. Hundreds of years ago, there was a girl who was very good at quill work, so good that she was the best among all the tribes everywhere. Her designs were radiant, colorful, just simply beautiful. One day, this girl sat down in her parents' lodge and began to make a man's outfit of white buckskin. It took her weeks to make the outfit. Though her mother said nothing, she wondered. Her daughter had no brothers, nor was a young man courting her, so why was she making a man's outfit? As soon as she finished the first, she began working on the second, then a third. She worked all year until she had made and decorated seven complete sets of men's clothing. The last one, the smallest of all. The mother just watched and kept wondering. At last, after the girl had finished the seventh outfit, she spoke to her mother. Some place, many days walk from here, live seven brothers. Someday, all the world will admire them. Since I'm an only child, I want to take them for my brothers, and these clothes are for them. Okay, my daughter, her mother said, I will go with you. Mother, it is too far for you to walk, said the girl. Then I will go part of the way, said her mother. They loaded their strongest dogs with seven bundles and set off toward the north. You seem to know the way, said the mother. Yes, I don't know why, but I do, answered the daughter. You seem to know a lot about these seven young men. I know about them, said the girl, but I don't really know how I know. As they walked, the girl seemed so sure of herself. At last, after walking for days, the mother said, This is as far as I can go. I am so tired, my daughter. The girl and her mother hugged, said their goodbyes, and went their separate ways. The mother headed south back to her village and her husband while the daughter continued walking to the north. At last, the girl came to a lone, painted, and very large teepee, which stood near a wide stream. The little girl looked, and she yelled, I, I am looking for my brothers. I have gifts. A small boy, about 10 years old, came out of the teepee. I'm the youngest of seven brothers, he told the girl. The others are out hunting buffalo, but they'll come back soon. I have been expecting you, but you'll be a surprise to my brothers because they don't have my special gifts of no touch. What is the gift of no touch? Asked the girl. Someday you'll find out. Come into the teepee. The girl gave the boy the smallest outfit. It fit him perfectly. He was so happy. I shall take you as my brothers. And I am glad to have you for my sister, he answered back. The girl took all the other bundles off her dog's backs and told them to go back to her parents. And at once, the dogs began trotting south. Inside the teepee were seven beds. The girl unpacked her bundles and put a war shirt, a pair of leggings, and a pair of moccasins for each of the brothers on their beds. Then she gathered wood and built a fire. From her pack, she took dried meat, berries, kidney fat, and began cooking a meal for the eight of them. 
Toward evening, just as the meal was ready, the older brothers appeared laden with buffalo meat. The little boy ran outside the lodge, jumping up and down and showing off his new outfit. Where did you get these fine clothes? said the brothers. We have a new sister, said the child. She's waiting inside, and she has clothes for you, too. She does the most beautiful quill work in the world. And brothers, she's beautiful. The brothers greeted the girl joyfully. They were struck with wonder at the white buckskinned outfit she had brought for them. They were so glad to have a sister to take care of. Just as glad as she was to have brothers to take care of. One day, after the brothers had gone out to hunt, a light-colored buffalo appeared on the teepee. He scratched and knocked. The only two inside were the little boy and the sister. The little boy went to the teepee entrance and said, What do you want? I am sent by the Buffalo Nation. We have heard of your beautiful sister, and we want her for her own. You can't have her, answered the brother. Go away. Oh, well, then someone bigger than I will come, said the calf, and he ran off jumping and kicking his heels. The next day, when the boy and his sister were alone, a young heifer arrived, snorting and rattling the entrance of the flap of the teepee. Once more, the child came out to ask what she wanted. I am sent by the Buffalo Nation, said the heifer. We want your beautiful sister for ourselves. You can't have her. Go away. Then someone bigger than I will come, said the heifer as he galloped away. On the third day, a large buffalo came, grunting, snarling, very loudly. The boy came out and asked, Big buffalo, what do you want? I am sent by the buffalo nation. I have come to take your beautiful sister. We want her. You can't have her, said the boy. Go away. Somebody very big will come after me, and he won't come alone. With these words, he trotted away. We will have your sister. On the fourth day, the older brother stayed home to protect their sister. The earth began to tremble. Then rocks began to heave and move. At last appeared the most gigantic buffalo in the world, much larger than what we see now. Behind him came the whole buffalo nation, they made the earth shudder. Pawing the ground, the huge bull snorted and bellowed like thunder. The six brothers peered out through the entrance hole. They were very much afraid, but the little boy got up the courage <coughs> to go. <coughs> hey, you big oversized buffalo, what do you want from us? He asked. I want your sister said the giant buffalo. If you won't give her to me, I will take her. The boy called for his sister and older brothers to come out. They were scared, but they did as he said. Good, I will take her now, said the huge buffalo. No, said the boy. She doesn't want to be taken. You can't have her. Go away. In that case, just watch. We will get her. The older brother said to the, to the youngest brother, Use your special medicine. The youngest brother shouted, Follow me! 
to his brothers and sisters as he ran and pointed to a nearby tree. Catch hold of the branches, hurry! The girl and the six brothers jumped up into its branches. The boy took his bow and swiftly shot an arrow into the tree's trunk. Then they clasped the tree trunk tightly. At once the tree started to grow, shooting up into the sky in no time at all. The brothers and the girls were lifted up into the tree branches out of the reach of the buffalo. They watched the herd of angry animals grunting and snorting, milling around the tree below. I'll chop the tree down with my horns, roared the giant buffalo. He charged the tree, which shook like a willow and swayed back and forth. Trying not to fall off, the girl and her brothers clutched the branches even tighter. The big bull had gouged a large piece of wood from the trunk. The little boy said, I'd better use one more arrow. He shot another arrow high into the treetops, and again the tree grew another thousand feet, while the brothers and the girls held on as tight as they could as the tree began to rise. The giant buffalo made his second charge. Again his horn stabbed into the tree, and splinters flew wide and far. The gash in the tree had become even larger. The boy said, I must shoot another arrow. He did, hitting the tree again, and quick as a flash, the tree rose higher and higher. A third time, the bull charged, rocking the tree, making it sway from side to side, so that the brothers and the girl almost tumbled out of the branches. They cried to the boy, please, brother, save us. The child shot a fourth arrow into the tree, which rose again, so that the seven young men and the girl disappeared into the clouds. The gash in the tree trunk had become dangerously large. When the bull charges again, he will shatter the tree, said the girl. Little brother, what will we do? Just as the bull charged the fourth time, the child shot the last arrow and the tree rose high, high above the clouds. Quick, step off right onto the clouds. Hurry, hurry, said the little boy. Don't be afraid. The bull's head hit the tree trunk with a huge impact. His horns cut the tree in two. But just as the tree began to topple, the seven brothers and the girls stepped off the branches into the sky. There the eight of them stood. Little brother, <clears throat> what will become of us now? We can never return to earth. We're up too high. What shall we do? Don't worry, said the little brother. I'll turn us into stars. At once, the seven brothers and the girl were bathed in radiant light. They formed themselves into what people call the Big Dipper. You can see them there now. The brightest stars, the beautiful sister, who was filling the sky with glimmering quill work. And the star twinkling at the very end of the Dipper's handle is the little boy. On a clear light, you can see them all lighting up the sky. The end. Well, friends, I hope that you enjoyed our visit today, and I hope that you will return next Tuesday. You can contact me at mamaroslins at gmail.com. That's M-A-M-A-R-O-S-L-Y-N-S at gmail.com. I'm going to leave you with this today. The greatest glory in living lies not in forever falling, but in rising every time you fall. Mr. Nelson Mandela
Be blessed, my friends.